Is there an imbalance in your brand galaxy? A disconnect between the internal and external message of your brand? Introducing Masters of the Brandiverse, a weekly show where business leaders can find the marketing tools they need to catapult to the next level. Join co-hosts Nick Coleman and myself, Graham Skaggs, as we give you strategies and concepts to successfully build a powerful brand. Welcome to Masters of the Brandiverse. Hi, I'm Nick Coleman, co-host of Masters of the Brandiverse. Your employees want to work hard for you, but if they don't know the part that they play in your brand story, they'll become confused and lost and quickly start looking for new career opportunities. This is because people want to feel fulfilled in their work, like they're contributing to something bigger than themselves. In this episode, we'll give you tips on how to create a compelling brand story that's inspiring, engaging, and personally fulfilling. All right, and so another tip that we would have is you want to clarify what contribution means to your company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Graham, why don't you start with what first isn't a contribution? Some of the things we typically think of as contribution to your organization would be uh, how many sales has our salesperson driven? Mm-hmm. You know, how many widgets did our employees make? Uh, how many um, you know pamphlets did our graphic designer crank out? And I want to suggest that. A contribution isn't just hitting like these these metrics. Contribution is also building the brand, mm-hmm. which is improving the perception of your brand. Because you can be very focused on the numbers, but not as focused on how your employees are improving or enhancing the experience of your brand. And so I think it's important that, you know, some companies, yeah, they're only going to care about the number of cars you put together on the assembly line. Um, but if you want to actually tap into people's deeper needs to feel like they're giving something back, then a contribution might be the way that your employees make the customer feel. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I can see that. One of the things I would suggest, if you're going to clarify what contribution is, you you need to explain what that really means to your employees. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like um, some tips that can be for contribution, I want you to be present Mm -hmm. right so also like if you're having a meeting for example you don't want a team where they're spacing out they're not they're not paying attention maybe they're thinking about what they're going to be doing later on that night maybe Mm -hmm. what they're doing the next day you want them to be present so that's how you're contributing i need you to be present Mm -hmm. another way to contribute is we want you to speak up so if you're in meetings say if it's around brainstorming some different ideas you need to speak up and, and contribute mm-hmm. your ideas to this brainstorming session. And then like some other things can be like, we want you to to join some different activities maybe that the organization is putting together. So it can be little things like, what if an organization starts a fantasy football, for mm-hmm. example? Join those. Or if you maybe if you guys are getting together and doing bowling clubs, I mean, there's different things that a lot of organizations do, but that's contributing, joining, yeah. you know, being a part of what's kind of going on, what some of these groups are, are doing. Yeah. Another thing might be to, to be present, not just be present, but be engaged. I mean, yeah. So you so if you're in an organization, you're being present, 
you're being engaged, you're maybe joining some different things mm-hmm. that are being put together, you are um, speaking up. These are ways that you're contributing. Yeah. So if we went to your your example, like a company that's just working on an assembly line, mm-hmm. and I'm just standing on the line, well, the, they may not be able to contribute because you haven't set up like the skin, this culture that's going, well, let's pull some of these people off of the assembly line for different type of events that we're having that yeah. we want them to to join. We want them to speak up. We want them to be engaged. We want them to contribute yeah. to what's happening within this organization. Yeah. And like, I, I would be like what you call a knowledge worker, right? I'm a producer. I, I do something that has a lot to do with creativity. Sometimes I forget what it's like to be an assembly line worker. But now that I think about it, if I'm on the assembly line and the, I guess the supervisor over me is cracking a whip and he's like, you need to pump out 10 cars a day, that would get depressing. But if I'm being told instead, hey, this car you're making is going to last this family 10 years and they're going to have a lifetime in that family, that that does something a lot different to me internally mm-hmm. as far mm-hmm. as how I feel. So part of it could be just how you're communicating to your employees and the but way you But how would they contribute? Oh, the, yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying is the contribution isn't how many cars you're making a day, but the quality and craftsmanship mm-hmm. of the cars you're making every day that then goes on to make an impact. Uh, so it can be, if we if we go into a little deeper, that like instead of you cracking that whip, mm-hmm. that you're encouraging them to contribute their ideas. Like, how can we make the assembly line more efficient? Mm-hmm. Like, how can we... Yeah. You know, it's like, how can we help your other employees around here maybe be more engaged, right? So you are getting them to contribute to how the assembly line is being run. So they they have to contribute to your culture some way. So the best way to do that is you have to establish how people can contribute. So it's like what you're talking about. If I'm on an assembly line and I have no way to contribute to my organization because you haven't clearly defined how I can contribute. You're right. I'm I'm gonna feel really depressed. I'm gonna feel again that I have no purpose. I have no value here. Yeah. How can I contribute to an organization? They don't even ask me for to contribute anyway. Yeah. I'm just told to sit on the assembly line, pump out the cars, pump out this product. I'm not asked to contribute in any way possible. Right. Like it's it's almost like um, when you hire someone, you can say, "Hey, base level, you need to make cars." But if you're going to be exceptional, we want your feedback. Yeah. We want you to be your full self every day you come in. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're almost saying, "This is how we need to encourage our employees to not just be employees, but to be their best." That's right. Yeah, that's cool. That's right. Because yeah, I like that. And then it goes all the way back to what we're talking about. How does this all relate to marketing? Mm-hmm. How does this all relate to the experience that your brand's going to have with your customer? Well, again, if your employees and the work culture is really dialed in, people feel like they can contribute, people feel like they have value, they're going to put that into your product. Mm-hmm. Because now if I'm on the assembly line and I feel like I can contribute, that I have value to this organization, well, they might be actually paying attention to the small details that they weren't before mm. because they're unhappy. They're just like, you know what? I don't care. Just let the product go by. But now that I know I could contribute, that I have value, I might catch something wrong with that car and go, oh, oh stop for a second. We need to fix this. Mm-hmm. We need to get this car right because we want the customer to have an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. See, so 
all of these things dealing with these internal issues affect the external. Yeah. So like what we're talking about when it comes to your culture, the culture is really the internal vibe of your brand. So it's like mm. with your life, if you're in if you have good health internally, then for the most part externally it's going to show, right? Yeah. So it's the same thing with your brand. <laughs> and uh, like there's a, there's a pet peeve of mine too where you know like um I don't know, like, have you ever been, like, over someone's house for dinner or something, and you? it's like no one could relax because they were all trying to, like, be something? Because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes we can look at a company that's doing everything right and assume that, oh, that was easy. So in our culture, if people complain or they're not happy, then that there's something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Because a good culture, everyone would be happy and playing well. The truth is, what you're probably not seeing about that family or that business that's so put together is the number of arguments and conflict it took for them to get to that place that they actually were a healthy company, right? Mm-hmm. Never underestimate how much work goes into making a culture great. And don't be depressed if your culture is not there yet, right? Mm-hmm. It takes time to get to that place and it takes being uncomfortable and it takes having some difficult conversations and maybe to some extent it involves looking in the mirror and seeing something you don't want to see maybe you know as much as i hate to say it sometimes the leader's the problem and they're not looking in the mirror Mm -hmm. and being honest about that and if you just acknowledge that maybe you're not the best at communication then at least you can go about solving it and hire someone who can help you with that skill. You want the best for your employees, right? Mm -hmm. So there's nothing wrong with saying you're not good at something. I think that's why I'm trying to say there's nothing wrong or there's no shame in saying you're not great Mm -hmm. at a particular area you need to get better at, right? Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Yeah. If the, the biggest advice I would have for anybody who might be new to leadership or has been a leader for a long time is you have to have a growth mindset. Yeah. You have you have to always be willing to analyze yourself and to say, you know what, what can I do better? What can I do better today than I did yesterday? Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at your culture, you have to be willing to look in the mirror like what you're talking about and saying, how can I grow? How can I make my culture around here? So, and how do you know if really if your culture is, is not where you want it to be? One, if you have a bunch of uh, bad reviews online, if you go on to like sites like Glassdoor and you're seeing, wow, my employees, there's a lot of cons. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of pros about my business. My customers are leaving a lot of bad reviews about my business. Um, it seems like I'm constantly having to talk to the people that are working for my business because they're do not seem to be excited to answer the phones. They don't seem excited mm-hmm. to be working at you know your establishment. Coworkers are not getting along really well. If you are seeing all of these things mm-hmm. and you're seeing that people don't even want to come and talk to you, so say if you're like, I'm the CEO of this company and every time that you come around, people are running from you. They don't even <laughs> want to say hi to you. <laughs> yeah. um, people are afraid to talk to you about issues that are going on within your organization. You have people within your organization that are constantly telling you yes because they're afraid to, to say no. Yeah. Again, to speak up, to contribute. Because so if you're seeing all of these things that are happening within your organization, right off, the, then right then and there, 
you need to to be willing to look in the mirror and say, okay, what can I do better today? Yeah, and a good next step is to just go to people you trust and say, be honest with me, what are some of my weaknesses? Mm-hmm. And then be open to hear what they have to say. It mm-hmm. might be uncomfortable. It's never comfortable hearing the ways that you're um, you know, screwing up. Mm-hmm. But I think um, you'll be a better person you know, yeah, at the, I, you at know, the end would, of the day. I would take it even a step know. further and say the first thing I would do is be vulnerable. Yeah. Right. So it's like if if you are seeing like I've actually created a culture that's not in alignment with my vision. It's not the type of brand that that I want people to experience, whether it's internally, externally. I would actually start by saying, guys, I, I'm sorry that I let you down. Mm hmm. I'm sorry that I didn't fully communicate my vision. I'm sorry that I didn't stay true to what the values were that I that I established with this company. I'm sorry that I didn't set like good parameters to you guys know how to contribute to the organization. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that I haven't brought in different specialists to help us with communication. I'm sorry because I, I let us down with my leadership. Mm-hmm. Forgive me and today we're gonna start new. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to do these things. Today, I'm bringing in a specialist. Today, we're yeah. establishing how you could contribute. Today, we're valuing every member of this team. And this is how we're doing it. Yeah. I think that a part of vulnerability is letting yourself feel the pain. Mm-hmm. And not even feeling the pain with a sense of, I have to fix it. But just, I'm just going to acknowledge, this was really hard. Or this really sucks. Or things need to get better with not the mindset of oh it has to be changed right now because i think that what happens when you let yourself actually feel mm-hmm. then it, it then gives you the motivation to to go forth and actually make a change whereas sometimes i think people will notice that maybe something is wrong they'll slap a band-aid on it and pretend like you know if your you know arm is cut off a band-aid is not going to stop the bleeding <laughs> like you need medical serious medical mm-hmm. attention right so sometimes you need the first give yourself some time to acknowledge what's going wrong and give yourself permission to feel a certain way. And then obviously go out and look for help and look for professionals to help you get better. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a consultant, a uh, communication um, expert of some kind, you know. Thank you for listening to Masters of the Brandiverse. If you liked this episode, please subscribe to our channel. In this episode, we learned how clarifying contribution can move your brand forward. In our next series, Tune in as Nick and I take you to the exciting planet of lead generation. See you next time.